Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, January 19th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, as we are recording here on Wednesday, it is National Swing Day in which True. the theater community recognizes and celebrates the most hardworking, versatile performers in the Broadway community. Damn right. They are ridiculous in what they are asked to do. And then... Oftentimes, especially and then what they're in able the, to do yeah, as well then, simultaneously. Yeah, and then in the era of COVID, they actually go and do it a lot. So the, if you are if you're unfamiliar on what the difference between like a swing and an understudy and a standby are, an understudy is generally somebody who will fill in for a principal role um, when the main actor is out. But when they're not out, this understudy is generally already on stage and in the show. So they're an ensemble member or a smaller featured part. A swing is somebody who actually covers generally all of the ensemble roles and, and sometimes smaller featured roles as well. They generally do not perform on a daily basis, but when there is somebody who is out either because they have to be bumped up in an understudy position to a, to a bigger role or because somebody is out sick or on vacation or hurt, that's when the swings come in. Um, a standby. Yeah, exactly. And standbys are somebody who are off stage and they just go on when a specific principal role needs to be filled. So it's a, uh, it's an incredible job because they have to know all of the different intricate movements both on stage and backstage that ensemble members have to do, whether that's dancing, whether that's moving scenery, it's everything in addition to like the singing and the acting that you would normally associate. So swings are heroes. They, yeah, they are heroes. They are all stars. Oh God, yeah. They are superheroes. Um, so congratulations they to everybody. deserve a lot more money and a lot more protections. Yes, always and everywhere. But like, if they're on Broadway, they're at least making six figures a year. So it's not the it's worst. True. It's not the worst thing uh, that That's they're doing. Just Broadway, but not that, baby. Yeah, not not that every Broadway contract is an entire year or even guaranteed for an entire year. But it's still not terrible work if you can get it. But it's uh, it's tough work. It is very very difficult work. Oh, so God, yeah. anyway, that is our. National Swing Day celebration. Of course, if you want to hear us talk about swings, understudies, stars, everybody in the theater community, head over to patreon.com slash broaderradio.com slash Patreon. Not a ton of news, actually, to start the day with, so we're going to start with the grosses because cool, Yay. I- I'm running the show, and uh, that's what I like to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm here for the ride. Yes, you are. Last week, obviously, we continued to see a downward trajectory in terms of the number of shows that are on Broadway. We had three shows that had previously ended their runs in uh, on the, the the previous Sunday, which would have been the eighth. So, in this last the, this most recent week, we had three shows that had their final frames on Broadway. Those were The Music Man, A Strange Loop, and uh, Death of a Salesman. All three did fairly well, and we'll talk about those here in a second. Overall, Broadway saw a 9% decrease in its overall grosses with $33,859,988. It's a 10% dip in overall attendance. It went down to 247,667 people. Uh, the average ticket price was pretty close. It uh, went up 1%, which is not that big a deal. It raised by just over a dollar to $136.72. In its final week on Broadway... 
the Pulitzer and Tony winning musical A Strange Loop picked up $461,500 to finish with a final frame of $955,591. It was followed in the gross differential category by The Music Man, which also exceeded $400,000 in increase to come in at $3.59 million last week. A little bit Um, of money. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, we also had, uh, the Ohio State murders picking up 280,000, death of a salesman picking up 198,000, top dog underdog 172,000. Um, a lot of these shows that have closed, that closed are seeing some really nice returns in this, in their final weeks. Love that. Overall. Yeah, that's the way that it should be. I mean, you hate to see Absolutely. it waiting this long for them to have such great returns, but of course. nice to have them go out on a final week with with full yeah with full houses. But um, overall, of course, the Music Man led all grocers at three point five nine million dollars. The Phantom of the Opera continues to be in second at two point two. Hamilton was Shocking. at two point one. Funny Girl at two uh, two million, just about even. And then The Lion King was at one point nine million. The rest of the shows north of seven figures in descending order are mj wicked cursed child moulin rouge aladdin a beautiful noise which uh, that has Very more staying surprising. power yeah it, it had more staying power than i thought it would but we can get into that here in a second uh then we had and juliet six uh and the book of mormon was just uh just over it with a strange loop the first show on the outside looking in down at the other end of the scale we had the first four preview performances of pictures from home at studio 54 this of course had a little bit of a late start due to covid in the company but they had four performances and came in at two hundred eighty three thousand five hundred seventy two dollars between riverside and crazy was next on the list with the lowest grossing show that had eight performances at Three hundred seven and a half thousand dollars. Then the collaboration, which just now announced its uh, final extension, was at three hundred fifty-two. Then take me out at five hundred twenty-nine, and the rest goes up from there. Interestingly, let's go real quick and take a look at uh, a beautiful noise. It actually had a pretty healthy um, raise in attendance overall. It was not the biggest raise in attendance but for a show that is does not have a closing date it was all of the shows that had higher um attendance increases by percentage are things that either have closed or will close in the coming weeks it had a 5.6 percent increase over the previous week when it when it had 77 percent capacity it was up at 82.67 percent and i wonder actually if that is maybe just like the bridge and tunnel people are like, okay, all the tourists are gone. I can go back in and see my stories with somebody that I know and love, Neil Diamond. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, partially. There's also the thing, there were still a lot of discounts going on, even though we're technically out of tourism. Yeah, Broadway Week, any kind of Today Ticks discounts that were still going on. So you had a lot of options where this opened, you know, fairly recently, a month ago, a month and a half ago. Um, so the people that haven't, hadn't gotten to see it are now coming in. And as you said, bridge and tunnel people for sure. It's that name recognition. I, when I was upstate and it's like the only time that I watched the local news for the city, I think there were two nights during the week where they were talking about Neil Diamond being at the show. So I can't mm. think that that might help as well. I mean, anytime you get to see the guy who sang Sweet Caroline in person, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally yeah. understand that. Exactly. Can, can sure. totally understand. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I, I this is kind of related, kind of not. But on Tuesday night, I spent a little time updating my Broadway real estate spreadsheet. 
It is. Oh, it nice. Was, oh, God, it was mine a pretty is disrepair. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um, there are. It looks like four houses currently that do not have anything. One of those is the palace, mm-hmm. which we Obviously. understand. Although the, uh, everything we hear is no, that they want to bring understand. something. How dare you, palace? Well, well yeah, well, that's there right now, teetering um, on the edge. Literally teetering. Um, but yeah. we do believe that it might have a show as early as this fall. So that's interesting. The other ones are Circle in the Square, uh, the Lyceum Theater, and then the James Earl Jones Theater. Two of those have tenants, I believe, locked up and yeah. will be announcing soon, I think. Soon, the, I hope. Yeah. The third one had a tenant. And then when another show announced a fairly early closing, it moved to one of those other two houses. Right. So I don't know if this third uh, theater, which is the biggest of the three, will end up yeah. getting a a show for this spring or not. There are always things that are circling. It's kind of at that size, actually, that like, could be a small musical, but could also be a big play. Sure. Um, so I'm not 100% sure what will happen at that theater, which has recently had not only a renovation, but a name change to see what might Correct. end up going into Get that theater. Or- it was also the namesake's birthday on Tuesday. So if, oh, that, wow. I mean, if, you, okay, if yeah. you really need more clues, you can figure that out. <laughs> You're really struggling. Uh, yeah, that's the one. I don't know what's going there. Um, the other two I'm assuming will announce. Of course, nothing is official until it's actually announced so anything could happen but sure. that one's the only one that i'm not sure we will have something in and it feels great ashley other than the palace and this yeah, unnamed I love that. thing like it's nice to see broadway full, a nice full again. busy season and a good season at that not uh not many not many on the boards that are worse Clunkers. for the wear let's put yeah exactly yeah, it's an interesting season, and I'll be interested to see a little bit more as these things get into um, get into performances. Now, I some of those shows will not be coming in in the spring season. Sure. Yeah. It'll be like May and June with like Back to the Future and Once Upon a One More Time and Here Lies Love, but they're still coming. So I, I'm counting those as, as, as in this near future. They are going to be beginning performances before the official start of the summer solstice season. So either way, exciting. All right. Also exciting. We had an announcement on Wednesday that the Atlantic Theater Company is extending the star-studded Cornelia Street, even though they haven't begun performances yet. And they are still, uh, what, two days away from performances starting. They will begin performances this Friday, January 20th, with an opening still set for February 14th, Valentine's Day. How sweet. It was originally supposed to only run for 12 more days till February 26th, but it will now play through Sunday, March 5th. I would imagine this also has the opportunity to extend again if it yeah, goes I think well. So I can't um, remember what's coming in next, but yeah, I they've don't got think a season at that stage quite yet. Yeah, it, but off Broadway theaters always build in plenty of time to like accommodate hits of because course. they have to. Uh, you know, with subscription houses, it's not every show is not going to attract an audience beyond their normal, you know, people. So if they have one, they want to make sure that they have the opportunity to monetize it as much as possible so that they can cover the losses on other shows. Uh, this one, I don't know if this one is, I don't, I, I haven't heard anything about this being Broadway bound, but like with this group, um, it has a book by Simon Stevens and music and lyrics by Mark Eitzel. Um, it's directed by Neil Pepe, who's a Tony Award nominee, but the cast, George mm. Abood, Norbert Leo Butts, Giselle Jimenez, Mary Beth Peel, and others, like, 
I guess maybe. Pretty like, good. I mean, we've seen shows from the Atlantic that have gone to Broadway. I mean, Kimberly Akimbo was there. We and had, a lot seen- that have just been kind of in limbo waiting yeah. to transfer as well. Secret Life yeah. Bees and it needs a lot of work with the bedwetter. I, for that's sure. what yeah. exactly what I was thinking. So yeah. um, we'll see if this one actually ends up having a, uh, a life beyond this, but I would not be surprised if it extends uh, even more in yeah. the future. I looked it up. The next thing that's going to be at Atlantic Stage 2 is Lucas Snaith's new uh, what, what is mm. it called? Sim- Simul? I don't know how to pronounce it. I, yeah, I know. It's very weird. With, yeah. yeah, that doesn't start until May 25th, so they've got oh, some they've got time, time before something comes in. they got time. They've got time. Um, One thing that we know probably will never die because it's just absolutely glorious. The Old Vic has announced that for the seventh time they are bringing back the Matthew Ward just directed A Christmas Carol. It is the Jack Thorne's adaptation. This is played not only at the Old Vic, but also on Broadway and around the country. And I watched the live stream of it during the pandemic. Absolutely Mm -hmm. wonderful. And... um, I'm glad that this is going to have the opportunity to play again this holiday season, November 11th through January 6th. Uh, I'm of the opinion that there should be a Christmas Carol on Broadway every year, whether it's this one, whether it's Jefferson yeah, Mace, whether it's the the musical version that was at um, Madison Square Garden Theater for years. Like, get, give us a different Christmas Carol on Broadway every year. I'm, I'm a yeah, big I'm fan fine of with that. that. Absolutely fine with that. It clearly brings people in each and every time. So why not? Yeah. And it's just a good story. And like it, it allows people to do creative different things, which I think is great yeah. because not only it's a story that everybody knows, you don't have to worry about telling the story per se. Exactly. You yeah. can kind of put a different spin on it and it's in the public domain. So you can do whatever the hell you want with it. So. Exactly. All right. Going from the Atlantic Ocean over to the Pacific, it was announced uh, on Wednesday that a bunch of Broadway stars will be leading a new show at Los Angeles's Geffen Playhouse. It'll begin performances on February 28th and it is currently scheduled to run through April 9th. The show is called The Lonely Few and it will star Damon Duano, Sierra Renee, Lauren Patton, and others. This is a new musical with a book by Rachel Bonds, music and lyrics by Zoe Sarnak, who's one of the up-and-coming musical theater writers. And mm-hmm. it is directed by Trip Coleman and Eleanor Scott. Eleanor Scott recently represented on Broadway not only with Funny Girl, but Mr. Saturday Night, and was a fairly regular choreographer on this past season of So You Think You Can Dance, so you know I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> This show centers on Lila, a woman struggling with life in her Kentucky hometown when she cares for her, er, where she cares for her erratic brother while working her survival job at the local Save a Lot. While playing a gig with her hometown band, she meets Amy, a rugged road musician who offers her the chance to live. Oh, yeah. You love that. To live the life (laughs) Lila never dared to dream of. If only Lila can find the confidence to say yes. So you yes, love small town gays. Yeah, love the small town lesbian stories. Yes, um, this one will be uh, will be interesting to see. Like again, Geffen Playhouse does a lot of great shows. To, it does to to have a new musical with a, doing its world premiere with a Tony winner and uh, I don't know if Damon Duano was nominated. I can't remember if he was nominated, nominated or yeah. not. Yeah, he was uh, nominated and maybe for Oklahoma, but then also Sierra Renee, who I think is one of the most talented voices and vocalists working today. Like, that's pretty awesome. So left coast people get out there. 
Speaking of, yes, speaking of queer things, uh, earlier this week, nominees have been announced for the 34th annual GLAAD Media Awards, which highlight LGBTQ representation on stage, screen, film, and beyond. The nominations included a lot of of different things, including some theater-related ones. Obviously, they have an outstanding Broadway production category. Included in that were And Juliet, Ain't No Mo, Kimberly Akimbo, A Strange Loop, and Take Me Out. Um, Glad noted in its press release that all five productions not only excel in representation of LGBTQ characters, but prominently feature LGBTQ Factors, characters yeah. of color as well, which yeah. is great. In addition, Mean Girls star um, and past and future star, since she is doing the movie as well, Renee Rapp received a nomination mm-hmm. in the Outstanding Breakthrough Music Artist category. She herself mm-hmm. identifies as as queer and uh, she plays a queer character on Secret Lives of, uh, no, Sex Lives of College Girls, which I've never mm-hmm. seen, but Me I know either. a lot of people yeah. love that. So um, the there will be two different ceremonies happening for these over the next few months how they will break it up one in los angeles one in new york but we will obviously share the uh the winners when we get those later this year i got a couple recommendations the first one if you forgot because i don't think we reminded you but aaron tveit has returned to the role of christian in moulin rouge the musical while um uh, Derek klenna is off doing mm-hmm. something else Derek klenna will be returning when he is done uh aaron tveit will continue with the show through march or through may 8th we have um they they put out a social media video of him coming on stage for the first time and the audience going crazy because of course it's aaron tveit why would you not the other video is from the Seth uh, Late Night with Seth Myers, and the cast of Some Like It Hot performed the song "You Can't Have Me If You Don't Have Him," which is awesome because the co-book writer for that show is a writer on Seth Myers, Amber Ruffin, who not only has Ruffin. her own has her own uh, pe- uh, Peacock talk show, but she is one of the writers yeah. and regular regularly appears on the show as well. She introduced the number that featured oh, uh, that. Christian and Jay. So very fun. So we will have that in the show notes. Also to note, Some Like It Hot has um, announced that it will release a cast album that'll be available yeah. digitally on March 24th. And then Kimberly Akimbo has also recently announced that it will have a cast album coming out on Valentine's Day. It is available to pre-order now if you would like. So we will have links about all of that in the show notes so you can check that out. That is all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Thursday. And I think, unless something changes, Ashley and Grace will be here tomorrow to finish out your week. Bye.